The Worst in the First Pandemic, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We have discipleship tools across multiple platforms to help develop a rapture-ready body of believers who will have no problem being recognized by Jesus Christ as a Christ follower at that great getting up morning when Jesus Christ comes back to snatch his own away. Tonight's nightlight is out of the book of Genesis, chapter 3. Get back where you can see me in the light here. It says, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God in the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? God has been asking where we are for a long, long time, and we've been hiding out from him. The original pandemic is the pandemic of sin. In particular, I want to talk about a particular expression of it that I believe has reached pandemic proportions in the modern world. And that's This is a... Um, at least a PG-13 uh, devotion. So if you got little kids, you might tuck them away. I'm not going to get more graphic than PG-13, but I'm going to talk about uh, pornography. So if you need to scoot anybody into the other room, this is uh, this is your warning. So please uh, plug their little ears. Go put uh, My Little Pony on or, or uh, Rainbow Bride or I don't know what's going on out there. Probably Paw Patrol, I would guess. Plug that in for them. And you come back and sit down because I want to talk to you. I think we can we can help each other. I want to talk to you about the porn pandemic in modern America. There is a book out, it's called Every Man's Battle, and it's about the battle of lust. And we live in, in a sex-saturated society, and it is, it is ruining us as a nation. It is far more destructive than COVID-19 ever thought about being. It's far more destructive than almost anything that you can imagine. And us guys battle in a particular way with this lust monster. And as a pastor, I can't tell you how many times I had wives take their husbands in and almost throw them down in the counseling chair across from me and, and, and demand that I fix their husband because of a porn problem. can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with moms worried about their sons and the porn problem. And it's not just a, a guy problem now. Some 40% of women are talking about having a porn addiction right now. So it's a real thing. And... I'm not, don't worry, I'm not violating any, any confidences. I just believe that it really is every man's battle and every woman's battle. And so we need to deal with it. We need to deal with it forthrightly. And we need to talk about ways that we can handle this problem. Um, the, the, it's maybe how the problem is addressed. It, uh, first, first, let me talk about why it is such a problem. Um, if Satan can't get you by unnatural means, it's not natural for you to drink alcohol, which essentially poisons your system, and, and actually if you drink enough of it, it will kill you. It's not natural for you to drink that. So if he can't get you with alcohol, 
and he can't get you with drugs, he will try to get you with sex because sex is one of the natural human drives. It was a gift from God and what he will do is he will pervert that natural drive in some way to destroy you. So he'll try to use use a judo technique on you where he'll take the, the natural force that's already within you, the natural impulses that are within you, and he'll try to twist them or somehow get them out of the right place. Sex is a gift from God. It's very much like a river flowing between two banks. That, that river is a life-giving thing. All manner of life lives in it. It's refreshing. It, it can provide water to drink from. It, it can provide just uh, pleasure. It's beautiful. It's stunning. It's wonderful. So sex isn't bad. Sex inside of marriage is where it was intended to be. But if sex gets outside of those two banks between the husband and the wife, and it spills over just like a river overflowing its banks it destroys fields so that no crops are produced it washes homes away so that no no uh, no habitation is safe it, it ends up literally destroying almost everything that it touches if it's outside of the proper boundaries that God placed it in and so first of all the thing we need to understand is sex itself is good but any perversions of sex in any um, misuse of it is inappropriate and will ultimately destroy us and that brings us to the problem of pornography when I was growing up pornography wasn't quite the societal problem that it is today It was a problem but it wasn't quite what it is and the reason was this accessibility in order to access porn when when I was younger somebody would have had to have either gone in to an adult bookshop in a seedy part of town and they would have had to risk somebody seeing their license plate in their car there and they would have had to go in and have the embarrassment of buying some pornographic material and then taking it out and then taking it home and hiding it but that's not the way it is right now the way it is right now your kids your husbands the the, the men in your life and maybe even you you are facing a battle where the the warfare is is in the home it's it's on the cell phones it's, it's on the computers it's on the television ads I mean good night have you ever seen any of those Victoria's Secret commercials they're nothing but pornography I'm not trying to be mean it's just it's what it is man we gotta call it what it is so that we can begin to deal with those issues and, and finally get the help that we need to get so how do we handle this thing? So first of all, uh, I, I would I would covet your understanding if you're a lady and, and your, your husband is struggling with this. You do need to understand it's every man's battle. It's a real battle and it's a real battle that every man faces. So you need to understand that. If you toss this guy, you're going to get another guy that's struggling with the same issue. So how do we handle it? I think, first and foremost, the Greeks had a couple of different ways that illustrated what I'm talking about. Homer, who was, wrote some of the earliest poetries and stories for the Greeks, he had one of his characters go past the island where the sirens lived. The sirens were these uh, beautiful creatures with beautiful voices that would call sailors into a place of death. And if they came close to the island, they would wreck their ship and then the sirens would attack them and they would be destroyed. And their song was so beautiful, it was described as being irresistible. And, and any sailors that went by, that they were destroyed on the rocks of this island and they just never made it back. And so, so Homer has uh, his, his two different uh, main characters go by it and they use two different mechanisms to try to protect themselves from the siren call uh, of these beautiful creatures. And one is the one, one guy has himself lashed to a pole 
and then he has all of his sailors stop up their ears with wax so that they can't hear the sirens because he wants to hear the siren call and so he has himself tied and he has everybody commanded not to let him loose no matter what he says and he goes by and hears the siren song and so that's one way that somebody dealt with the issue of the sirens but I think the other character may have had the better way here's the better way he had he had the world's best musician brought on the ship with him who had a more compelling song than the song of the sirens and so he went past the island but he was focused on the song the more beautiful song of this musician that he had brought with him so that he wasn't tempted by the song of the sirens that would lead him to death and to destruction so what am I saying am I saying somehow that you need to keep the home fires bright so that you're not tempted uh, for sin, well, I kind of may be a part of it, but I want you to understand something if you're a guy, listen to this. The wound, the Adam wound that you have will not be healed by a daughter of Eve. The Adam wound that you have will not be healed by a daughter of Eve. Now, I'm not diminishing women. I, women are awesome. They are beautiful. They're, they, God made man and he looked at him and he said, I can do better and he made woman. I mean, women are amazing. But I got to tell you, buddy, if you're expecting a woman to make everything all better in your life, whether it's a pornographic image or even the woman that's across from you right now, they can't do it. I hope you understood me. They can't do it. Only God has a song that is beautiful enough for you to be able to resist the siren call of pornography, of lust, of sexual addiction, and all of that. We need God. And so the answer in Genesis, as Adam and Eve are in the garden hiding themselves, covering themselves up in shame, is fellowship with God. God says, where are you? He wants fellowship with them. He, he, wants, he wants to exp express and experience great joy. And the, the lust that they had sort of opened the door for was a pale comparison to the rich relationship that they could have had with him. And so my answer to this pornography problem is intimacy with God. A passionate relationship with God is the answer to the false intimacy that's offered by illicit sexual relationships, by, by wrong uh, relationships that are outside of the, the bounds of the marriage you will not heal your Adam wound with a daughter of Eve. I don't care how many daughters of Eve you get. I don't care the quality of the daughters of Eve that you get. She can't heal you. I know that it's a hallmark kind of concept that you just get the right person in your life and all of a sudden all your problems will melt away. Let me tell you the famous Greek word for that, hogwashio. That's nonsense. It doesn't work that way. God is God. He's the one that can heal those inner wounds. Let me talk to you daughters of Eve for a minute. I believe that women experience a similar kind of a thing, only theirs is often more of a relational lust. Anything that makes you think there's somebody out there beside your husband that's going to make you fulfilled and full of joy and happiness and light, uh, that is Satan trying to deceive you and wreck you. Uh, you need, uh, like... Oh, just take a look at the Hallmark movies that are out there just for a minute. I'm not knocking Hallmark. I think they've got mostly clean stuff and you know uh, but but think about it for a minute and, and just make a just follow me here. I think you'll understand what I mean. So you got this gal and she she uh, she's got she's engaged. She's engaged to a guy. He's a steady guy. Uh, he's a hard working guy. Uh, maybe he's not quite as attentive as she'd like him to be, 
Uh, they seem to be going in the same direction. And then along comes this exciting guy. He's different. He's mysterious. And she doesn't know him. And all of a sudden, fate throws them together time after time. They initially misunderstand each other. And then they're thrown together again. And then finally, she, she comes to her senses, realizes that she's going to have to stand the steady guy up at the altar and go with the other guy who's more exciting to her. Now, that might not seem like it's problematic to you. So, well, she's just being honest with herself. Well, I want you to think about that. Would the movie, how would the movie play out for the female audience if it was a guy that did that to his woman fiance? So, if it's a woman fiance and he's engaged to her and she's steady, she's uh, she's a good woman, she treats him right. And then all of a sudden, somebody more exciting comes along and he ditches her at the altar for the more exciting woman. Would that play out very good on Hallmark Channel? I don't think so. It's a relational lust. Uh, we can have physical lust, relational lust, but it's all lust. It's all the same thing. And so we've got to learn to deal with it. Boy, I'm stepping on some toes tonight, aren't I? Mm, boy, we got to deal with it. Uh, it, our walk with God it requires us to be intimate with God. And so what God does to Adam and Eve as they entered into this very first pandemic of sin is he calls them to himself. He then gives them instructions about what's going to happen. There will be consequences for this sin. And they're, they're going to literally be evicted from the Garden of Eden. Let me tell you something. If you sin, it will wreck your life. It'll wreck your home. You cannot afford to fool around this stuff. You need to get serious about it and, and get, get with God and let him heal your Adam wound. And women, you need to let God heal your Eve wound so that you and I can move forward into victory and get a handle on this thing and quit wrecking our families. Over half of the marriages in the United States of America end in divorce. That is unacceptable. I know, it sounds like I'm preaching, and I, I am a preacher, so it's an occupational hazard. But I got to tell you, when my heart's full of Jesus, there's no room for nothing else. So if your heart's not full of God, you're going to experience a lot of other junk coming in. And so our challenge is every day to pull the weeds that are there, but also to crowd out those weeds with the, with the good seed with the seed of the Word of God and the seed of a relationship with God and the seed of, of, of doing the things that God has called us to do so that we don't have time sitting around trying to think about how we're going to please ourselves. I don't know. I, I hope you guys can hear what I'm saying. I hope you hear it in the spirit that I'm intending it. we got to get victory over this thing. This is a pandemic. And it's got to stop. And, and we've got to do better. It's unacceptable what's been happening. I, I'm watching families torn apart and destroyed by this stuff, man. And we got to do better. And we can. Could I just pray for you right now? And pray that God will break any, any, any bondage that's on you and set you free from it. And let you find somebody that can help you. Get accountable to somebody. If you're a guy, get an accountability partner. Uh, there's a program called Covenant Eyes that you can get and you can put it on your computer and on your cell phone and it will email a list of any inappropriate sites that you go to to whoever your accountability partner is. I do suggest that you don't make this your wife, however. I don't think that that is healthy for the relationship. I think it will probably hurt you. So find another man who understands the issue and who can help you with it and you help him with it. And you both install it and you both do it. There's also content blockers that you can get that can help you with some of the technical sides of things and help at least winnow out some of the stuff that comes flooding into your home. 
but in the long run, the basic thing is you've got to fall madly, passionately in love with God. Uh, Eve is amazing, but you can't have Eve to the exclusion of God. Turn to God, trust in God. He'll get you where you need to be. Could we pray? Dear Lord God, we're just being honest here today, God, and we need your help. We come before you, Lord, we are we are people with unclean hearts. Our, our, our hearts are so often filled with us that they should not be filled with God. And we come before you asking for your forgiveness and for your cleansing on our lives, God. It is indeed every man's battle. And I'm asking that your mighty anointing would be on any of the men that are watching this right now. Help them to know that you love them and care for them, God. And help them to know that they're loved, accepted, and forgiven by you. And help them to understand that a daughter of Eve is not going to make them better. And no amounts, uh, uh, no multiplications of the daughters of Eve are going to make them better. Only you can make us better. God, forgive us for being tempted down these dead-end streets, God. Help us to put sex back where it belongs in marriage between a husband and a wife. And help us to live out what that means. Help me to be all that, that I can be in my marriage for my bride. Help God, help the wives to be all that they can be for their husbands. But help us all to stand individually accountable for you, for what is in our hearts, God. And we just ask you that you'd wash us and make us clean. Forgive us, Jesus. God, give us strength. Help us to listen to your beautiful music and not the siren song of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for watching tonight.